Charles Haley. You'll listen to nothing but nonsense. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, sweeps to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the fourth tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the right side. This is going to be a very, very fun episode. You want to know why? Come on. Somebody take a guess at the why this is going to be a fun episode. Anybody? Because I'm back. <laughs> that was that was a bit narcissistic. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'll give you a point for that, too. All right. Yeah. That's one of the reasons. Brian, you take a guess. Because um, you're going to talk shit about something important? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> we're just going to chill. That's why. Thank you so much. These are Thanks the best side. These are the best episodes ever, and I get to have a cigar while we do it. This is going to be great, guys. It's going to be great. All right, so let's start with the formalities. We actually have time to go through these things here. Um, this is the YouTube channel here for Nothing But Niners. If it's your first time here and you enjoy the show, please hit that like button, the subscribe button, as well as turn on those notifications. Uh, give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are Nothing But Nine, E-R-S. We also have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, and that is Nothing But Niners spelled all the way out. I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. To my left is my guy, Brian. He is Stater underscore Niner. And right below me, he's just Tony. That rhyme. Did you guys hear that? Did you hear the flow? Our resident GM is back in the building. Uh, guys, how is everybody doing? Another day in paradise for me. All right. There's dragons flying around me right now. So you guys see me swinging. Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was that was the biggest hey, that's cigar, brother. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I get this thing lit, they'll leave me alone. But man, that was a big buzz. Oh boy. So another day in paradise over there. How's the uh temperature and everything out there? I know you guys were dealing with some stuff over there. Yeah, the fires are still burning, they're getting worse and worse, but it is what it is. Ah, all right. What about you, Tony? Man, we got you on here for the first time in 17 years, man. Hi, <laughs> welcome to the show. This is YouTube, it's 2021. I know that this is all foreign to you, man, but we are not in the same room. You're talking to me through a box. Te Technology's been crazy since the last time we saw you on the show. 
He's like stepping off a manifest or what? <laughs> I'm just busy working, man. Busy working. That's it. I just making that. money. I hear that, man. You know, uh, so today we're going to do a little bit of barbershop talk. Uh, we're just going to just going to start a conversation and see where it goes. By the way, shout out to everybody in the chat there. Uh, we appreciate you guys for jumping in. Look at that. DJ Malone, 840. See, he's he's still the competitive thing. He wants to post the first comment. Yeah. Post the first comment. But this isn't the midnight show, man. You didn't have to do it this time. And I made the room pretty late, too. It was around 840 when I finally got to uh, to doing it. But uh, shout out to everybody out there. Thank you guys for rocking out with us. Uh, I know that you guys could be anywhere else right now. Uh, there's a lot of dead talk around the 49ers. Uh, there's not much going on. But you guys are incredible. You still chime in. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know what people are expecting when they chime in the shows. Like, the, you know, we, we have us. that We're doing the daily thing at nighttime. Now they send us questions. But we're still doing our regular shows. What do they expect to hear? If you, oh, let's do this. Let's do this as an uh, exercise here. Tony and Brian, whichever one of you guys want to go first. If you listen to a show about something that was during the off season, what would you want them to discuss? Tony, I don't know. Uh -huh. um, Put the boys on the spot. Y'all see what I did, Faithful? You see, I got to go, man. Like, I guess whatever is just, I mean, if not, if it's not in the heart of the offseason, meaning drive, free agency, uh, listen, just go, just talk, you know, because after that point and the OTAs go, come and go, it, it's dead. So just talk, just figure out what was something to talk about. Just keep going from topic to topic and just roll with it. Okay. All right. Kind of why I pushed to, to do the Jimmy show on Tuesday, just to talk about something, you know, a little bit different. And I didn't want to get caught up in what was happening with things so i was like let's 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 talk about something good or potentially good mm -hmm. now did you say a comment i'm looking at dj's comment here how did how did how did he just come to the conclusion that i was late because you're always late because we started <laughs> <kind of jury. laughs> wow look at how the guys throw me into the bus here all right so you know just try to find something good to talk about and everything i i understand that and uh you know, that's, that's kind of where we are today. So let's start with something positive, guys. Let's start with something positive. Uh, I was looking through Twitter today, and I was trying to find something to discuss, even if it was on, um, even if it was on, uh, you know, for our midnight show. Like, what am I going to find? The dragon was back, sorry. What am I going to find that's new and that's positive? And we haven't seen a whole lot. Now, I saw Jerry Rice promoting something today on Twitter. Uh, the 49ers account retweeted it. He was saying to join them for something. Did you guys catch that? Tony, don't no. sleep on us over there, bro. No, I didn't see it. Nothing, huh? Nothing at all. I all right. See anything? All right. Well, then fine. How about this one? I saw a tweet today. Oh, I want to credit the person who said it, but it's also, I, well, I took it negatively. But the question was tell me one thing that Jimmy Garoppolo can do in this system that Trey Lance can't right away. So I thought that would be a good starting point here because the hate and all is not, it's not going to stop uh, yep. the, the appreciation for Lance and everything. Uh, it's not going to, it's not going to change. People have drawn their line the same and they have stepped to one side or the other. Uh, Pete, we're going to try to get to this question here um, in a little bit. So I like that you, you sent that over to us, but uh, let's start, let's start with where we are right now, guys. Um, I thought the question was a little bit disrespectful. I'm going to be honest with you. So let me get your guys' takes on it before I start spewing my hate for the question. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, 
I don't like beating a dead horse, but we do it all the time, especially in the off season when we don't have nothing going on here. But we don't know what he can do that what Trey can do that Jimmy can't do because we've never seen him in Shanahan's offense. So I mean, it's all speculation at this point. Holy crap! All right, we don't see purple comments and contributions often. So Mark jumping in here, kicking the show off the right way. Woo! Mark says, and I quote. I just love that you guys are consistent. I live in DC and can't find anyone that want to talk Niners, bro. I thought something just ran past me over here. I might have to go get my dog. I don't know what that was. It might, <laughs> it might, it might have just been like a bug flying by. Yeah. The dragons and raccoons are out to get you. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, Mark, thank you so much for the contribution. And yes, we do pride ourselves on one thing and one thing only here: uh, consistency. We try to make sure that we bring shows to you guys. Uh, when people can't make shows, we have other members who are like, all right, I'll do it solo if necessary. Um, you know, And so I tell the guys all the time how much I appreciate them for their efforts. Uh, we try to stay consistent. And you know, the days of the week that we decided to do shows was really Tony's idea. We were all talking about we should be more consistent. We should be more consistent instead of just randomly doing shows on, you know, we, we said two or three days a week and we were just like, all right, who can do Monday? Who can do Tuesday? Who can do this day? And then, you know, Tony was like, Mike, you just got to pick two days and just do it like a Tuesday and a Thursday. And then that leaves you open for a weekend show. I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And so that's been the that's been the formula for the last. What? How long ago you think that happened, Tony? A year, year and a half? I think longer than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, we've been doing this for yeah longer than a year. Yeah. So we've been we've been consistent. Well, we've been trying to be consistent with the Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and I hope, hope, I hope it stays that way. So thank you for the contribution and the positive words, man. I, I do appreciate it. So let's get back to this whole Jimmy thing and uh, what he can do and what he can't do. Um, uh, what, what can Trey do? What was the question? Tell me something that Trey can't do that Jimmy does in the system. Something Trey can't do that Jimmy does in this system. Miss half the season? <laughs> we don't even know that. We don't, we don't. We don't even know if that's the case. You he know can't do that. He cannot do that. If he turns into the injury plagued player that Jimmy is, we screwed up. Mm. Let's I not even talk about that, please. Um, I'm just saying. You're asking what? What can he do? Like he cannot do that. No, I. But that's. I don't. I think no. he physically. Like you're saying, like all right. For, for example, like I don't know if Trey's at the quick release point as Jimmy is. Is that what you're trying to talk about? Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything, okay. because it seems like people are like, listen, Jimmy can't do this. Jimmy can't do that. We might as well put Trey in. And I think that's a little bit disrespectful. I think that's a little bit disrespectful. I'm not saying that I think Jimmy's going to be the starter come week one or any of that stuff. I just think that we got to kind of be a little bit more realistic here. I think that there's things that Jimmy can do right now that Trey Lance can't. Not saying that he won't be able to one day, but right now, if week one were to start today or when week one gets here, there has to be some things that Jimmy can't do. That, I mean, that Jimmy can do, can't can't do in this yeah. offense, and that's what I'm going to ask you guys. Let's let's try to give some positivity to Jimmy here. I'm going to say the quick release. Jimmy has a quick release. Um, you know, that's that, yeah. I'm going to go with the quick Jimmy's quick release, and you haven't seen that from Trey yet. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just throwing stuff out there. But if he's got a quicker release than Trey. Does that mean he's processing the field faster than Trey is? No, because it's schemed open. It's a, it's a schemed open route. 
still yeah, got to you find your routes, though. I mean, you still got to find your open. Well, guy. If it's a three step drop, you don't you throw it to a spot area. on a person, right? That's that's the difference. If it's a three step drop, he hits he hits his back foot and he hitches off. That ball's out and he's thrown to an area. It's either pick incomplete or it's a, it's a, a catch. Um, I I don't think. I think Jimmy's biggest issue is processing a defense and, and really like dissecting it and going off of reads and going through his progressions. Um, I'm not going to say Trey could do that because he hasn't done it yet at the NFL level. Um, but from everything you're hearing from Kyle, how he picked up the install already, it seems like he's a little bit more football IQ savvy. Uh, right now at this point, at his age, at this point of his career in the NFL, um, I mean, listen, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, Kyle has made it clear, the team has made it clear they're impressed with his work ethic and his ability to grasp uh, the tasks that they have given to him. That's why Kyle was comfortable taking the extra week off, uh, rewarding the guys with time away and everything. Um, but Well, that's a I good mean, thing because if he hadn't given a week off, he'd have lost it. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> so it was coming either way. Uh, th- there's more things to it than that, though. I think I think that people are, are really discounting um, – I think people are discounting Trey coming from college. I really, really do. I think the speed of the game is tricky. And so I've talked to a couple of people. I've listened to people talk to who have talked to other people, and they're all saying the same thing. They say speed is speed. A person doesn't run faster just because they get to the NFL. Uh, you know, there's fast guys in college. There's fast guys everywhere, right? But they were saying that the way that people process and, and see things and, and break things down. Right. And I think that's what Brian was trying to get to. Doesn't that mean that Jimmy has a, a faster processor if the release is faster? Well, the release is literally just the time to throw the processor. You can be you can be a really, really slow processor. Who do I throw to? Who do I throw to? Uh, oh, that guy. And it's gone. And then you can be a, a fast processor, but have a longer windup. You get what I'm saying? So that doesn't necessarily mean the release. But I think I think we have to. This, this is what my issue is. When we were sitting at 12, I'm on Twitter saying we should be going for a quarterback. I'm on the show saying we should be looking for a quarterback. And people are killing me. And people are saying, you just think a rookie's going to walk in here and take over this complicated-ass offense? What makes you think that? huh? Any rookie that's going to come in here right now is going to have to sit at least a year. Hey, look at Jimmy took two years to get to the Super Bowl. Look at, what it's, look at how long it took for Matt Ryan to get the – this is what I was getting when saying – we should look for a quarterback, right? We get a quarterback, and those same exact people are saying, let's get rid of Jimmy. But what happened to the complicated offense? What happened to him not being able to learn the play? He might know the plays, but he's not going to know how to check out and what to do. And that, What happened to that? See, thank you, DJ Malone. Processing, durability, and the deep ball. He thinks that's what Trey brings to the table that Jimmy doesn't. Pump the brakes. So I, I see the co- the comments out here. Is there something that Jimmy does other than the quicker release that Trey can't do right now? How about how about the familiarity with the opposing defenses and the division? Isn't that something? I, I think that's something that could be you could get caught up to speed off off of game film. Um, I, I understand watching it and and playing versus are two different things, but. You can see tendencies on tape, so I, I think that's something that he and, and like I said before, if he's he's picked up the install fast, he might be able to pick up the defenses fast that he's facing off of tape. 
Um, so it, it it's listen. It, it's a tough. You could sit. We, we could talk about this all freaking night. You can just <laughs> go in circles and circles. But it, you know, I don't know. I'm just gonna stop because I don't want to go on a, off on a rant about this. But well, that's what we're here to do. Yeah. We're here to talk and rant tonight. That, that like, that's it. No, it's just like that. That question you asked is tough because Trey hasn't stepped on the field. Right, you're going off of projections. We know what Jimmy's limitations are, so you're kind of saying, okay, he's capped at this. We think Trey could do that. So, if you're asking me. Zero pocket, zero pocket awareness for Jimmy. I think Trey could have pocket awareness with his ability to move, slide, and take off. Where Jimmy stands still as a statue. I talked about this on the phone with you the other day. Um, so, and another thing is like as far as reading the defense. Obviously, defense is more complex, and you'll see different looks. You know, show this, and then at the snap it goes to this. That's something he might have to talk about. I mean. Uh, Learn that reads, yeah, and pick up on that's off of um, you know, repetitions. But like, we all know where Jimmy's limitations are, we know Jimmy's ceiling, he hit it, in my opinion. So it's just this is Jimmy, and now we're trying to see where Trey Lance could be better, and and, and that's just the way I see it. Okay, all right, I mean, I, I guess that's fair there. Um we heard Kyle Shanahan say something that was very, very interesting to me, at least. And it was, it was after the draft of Trey, he says, we didn't get him for the deep ball. Jimmy doesn't have a problem with that. Do we believe that? Let me, I want to, who doesn't have a problem with that? Kyle said, we don't Mm -hmm. have a problem with Jimmy's ability to throw the deep ball. Okay. Do we believe that? Absolutely not. Sorry, I don't. I don't. What about you, Brian? You think? Do you think Kyle was telling the truth there? Well, I mean, so statistically, they showed like in nineteen, uh, there was a. I don't even remember. I know that Matt Mayoko had copied it from somewhere, but they put out a slide that had statistics on there, and. Jimmy was like in the top five for like the top five quarterbacks for over 20% or 20 yards percentage of, of catch, you know, of a, uh, of a pass. And so I think that we just don't see it enough from Jimmy to feel like we're comfortable right. with him. Um, and that maybe that's his play uh, Kyle's play calling that, that does that. Um, but obviously if he's making that high a percentage, you know, higher than, you know, most of the, the rest of the league, then I think that we as fans are missing something. Yeah, yes. is that exactly. 20 yards traveled in air or yes. 20 yard completion? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was air. So I, I saw the stat, yeah. and um, what was interesting about it was that Jimmy's completions, his total number of completions, Patrick Mahomes had more incompletions, but he had like triple the attempts. Does that make any sense to you guys? And so that's why people say, yeah, Jimmy has a higher percentage, but he never freaking does it. You know, and remember how I came on here and hyped up Muhammad Sanu as our possible third quarterback or whatever, and I was talking about his, his completion percentage and touchdown to interceptions ratio and all that. I don't know what that is. That you? That was my my phone. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, so you know, it, it comes down to that. Like, are, can we sit here and say then, well, 
Kyle should really be starting Muhammad Sanu because of the percentages. You know what I mean? So it's an interesting thing, but let's get to this question here um, with uh, from Pete earlier on. I got it right here. Okay. It says, I got a question. Who takes D Ford? Who takes D Ford's spot on the D line if he can't go? Bless it. Well, that's what Sosa was brought in for, to my understanding, mm-hmm. is that if Ford is a no-go or a can't-go or limited, you know, in, in you know his capacity to be available for 50 or more percent of the snaps, then I, I, from my understanding, that's why we have Ibacom here. Yeah, that's what, that's who I think it is. What, do you, what about you, Tony? I definitely think it's uh, Ibacom, and I actually think if Ford is able to play, he is the fourth rusher. Not even the third. He who? Ford. You You think? Yes, I said it. He is the fourth rusher. He will come in on only third and long situations. That's it. That is it. Bo- Sosa will see the field before him. And, and passing downs. Yes. But his so body gonna- can handle it. So you're going to see more. Well, initially your base, right? You got uh, Bosa, Armstead, yeah, bookend with Kinlaw and DJ Jones, yeah. And then you'll have Sosa come in on two if necessary, or if they switch it. Up I think doing six and longer. I think they're going to try to create a speed package, like what the Giants did that year when they had that dominant defense, the NASCAR, and that's when you'll see Ford. It'll be Ford, Sosa. They slide Bosa inside with whoever the other tackle would be. All right. Let me let me, let me just make it simple then. Why do you think that? Because I don't think his body can hold up. It hasn't held up yet since he's been a 49er. So you're doing it as a preventative measure to injuries, or you don't think he's healthy enough to do it? I'm doing it as both. I'm saying it as both. All he right. Could, he couldn't even – I forgot what game it was. He couldn't even finish a game. Well, there was a lot of them. He only took four snaps against the Saints that year. Was that – that was the game. Yeah, four snaps. He, he played yep. the first quarter. That was it. He didn't even come out afterwards. So if he – I can't – all right. So here's my issue with this. I can't see him being healthy enough to play on third and longs and then no, no other time. And if he is healthy enough to play on those third and longs, he should be able to play on second and longs also. I, I don't see it. When you're but talking about, about a, let me ask you a question. You're talking about an injury of that significancy of his neck, his back. Yeah, but if he's healthy, he's healthy. There's no. I'm a little injured. I'm not injured. You're either out there and you're playing, or you're not. Is what I'm saying. But well, let me tell you, he was also healthy going into the 2020 season and didn't step on the field. They said he looked good in the off season. He was on the side field working out. He never got right. But he wasn't on the field. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you're saying he's only going to play on third and longs. What I'm saying is that doesn't make sense. He's either out there or he's not. If he's not, then this whole conversation is void, right? But what I want to know is this. So check this out. First down, uh, there's a false start on the offense. Now it's first and 20. No, Who's coming out on the field? He's not out there. He's not. So both whatever the fuck his name is will be on the field before him. Ibukam, is that what you're talking about? Yep. So What do you think, uh, Brian? 
No, I like the idea of being able to utilize forward in passing downs. If you had like a second and nine or something like that, then I, I like the idea of putting that pressure. But um, man, we don't know what his status is. So, again, we're just speculating. Um, I still like the idea, like Tony's saying, I think Sosa sees the field more than, than Ford. But that depends. If Ford comes back and his back is good, you know, if he has done whatever he needs to do and he's going to come back and be – like what did we say before? If he played – you know, 70% of the snaps or something like that, we were good for the season. Isn't that? Well, I, think, I think we wanted 70% for it half the time. <laughs> 70% for half the time? Yeah. Like, we just wanted to see something out there. We were like, oh, that's normal for it. That's 100% for it. All right. So, I, I I get what you guys are saying. I just think it, I think if he's healthy, we got to use him. Maybe they come up with packages where they do all three of them out there on the field at the same time. I don't know. I don't know. But – it's to just, say it best, I think they're going to save him for like big, big moments, points, like big moments in the game where, you know, the Niners are down by one and they're driving and you you need a pressure. He'll he's rest. He's rested. He doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on him. You bring him and he puts his hand in the ground and he goes. Then he can go back to the sideline. He can stretch to whatever. They put the stem unit on him, whatever. But I just don't think at this point of his career, he's able to take the role that we all want him to take. I, I think that's beyond him. I, I, I don't – I just can't see it. If they cut him, what's the, what's the, what's the cap ramification? Do we know? Tomorrow. Because I, I just I – can't, I can't understand why he's still on the team and everyone is afraid to use him. If he's here, put his ass in. Like, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, doesn't he make way too much money to be on the sideline and use one down per drive? Just uh, give me a second here. Like, that that seems so weird to me. We were talking about, okay, all right, here we go. Oh, we stumbled across something now. Oh, I'm about to get you all with this one. Oh, here we go. Why is it Jimmy makes too much money to be a backup to Trey Lance, but we can do this with D4, and, and as much money as he makes more than uh, Samson? Oh. D Ford lowered his salary for the last two – next – these two years, he was the one restructure. He still makes ten times more than uh, Samson, and Jimmy don't make ten times more than Trey. I understand but that. The is that Trey. We did not sign Ford this season. We signed him two years ago, and we traded a second round pick for him. So when we acquired him, they slapped the five year, eighty five million dollar um, contract to him, thinking that he could fill the role that they have imagined in his head that they want him to do for this team and why they sent the second round pick. Now, obviously it, it didn't work that way. I mean, he was, he helped the team out by moving money to give them space, but I just, I don't. Until why, why, was, why was Jerry McKinnon still on the roster to start the year last year? I don't know. Big contract, two years back to back, never touched the field. Why was he still on the team? And we found out that it was a brand new contract. It wasn't a rework. They let they him go. His deal. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's why he was on the deal that they gave him was minimal. So, I mean, at right. that point, you, you bring asking, him on and see what he could do. And I'm, but I'm asking, why not just move on? That's my point. Why not just move on? Well, maybe they felt they didn't have anything. Like, obviously, Jarek McKinnon's not a 49er this year because look at what they added. Right. I they think added the, the two draft picks. They still have Hasty. They have, uh, well, Wilson's hurt. Now. I want to know. You are not going to get a player for what they expected to get out of McKinnon for the price that they paid McKinnon for last season. That's why I think he was on the. It's roster. a vet minimum, I think it was right. 
It was like nine hundred seventy thousand. Slightly over. Slightly over like nine seventy or something like that. I, y'all, so y'all are telling okay, y'all are telling me that you don't think that the Niners said, "Hey, we paid this guy this much. We're going to try to get something out of him." That's what I'm saying. I think that they wanted to see if they could. Now that of he was healthy, get him out there, and they had higher expectations, and they didn't see they, another running back in the entire free agency that they could bring in with what they believed McKinnon can do for the price that they were paying McKinnon last year. They definitely went into that with that thought process, with the ability to sign him to that type of deal to help their cap situation out. But you're talking about two different injuries, an ACL compared to a neck and back. That's – I mean, Brian's the medical field. He'll tell you. You have a bad back and neck, it's, that's a nightmare. It's, yep. it's, not, it's not about – if the injury was too bad, he wouldn't be on the roster. He wouldn't be. So, I, so McKinnon comes in. He makes his big-ass contract. He's one of the top-paid running backs, injured back-to-back. The Niners secretly cut him and re-sign him for the, a little bit more than the vet minimum. Mm-hmm. They do it because, hey, we've already invested $15 million into you. You've been on the bench for two years as a running back. We're going to see – we're going to get something out of you. You're going to carry the ball for us before we just let you go. How does the same thing not apply to D4? I don't know. Well, I think that part of the we're problem just, with D Ford was they were locked in such a large contract that they couldn't release him. I mean, they're they really still locked did. in a large contract. But he reworked it so it wasn't quite as bad. But I will give you the numbers right now. So if he if we were to cut him this season, we're on the hook for 18 million plus. Exactly. It's we're still eight, a eight, large eight, contract. Right. Eight million this season and then nine million next season because it's post six one now. So I mean, that that's part of why he's still here because he has a huge contract. They're going to see what they can get if he's a bit available. They're going to have him play whatever he can play, but they're going to be smart about it too, Mike. I don't think they're just going to throw him out there willy nilly, you know, if you will. Um, I think that they have, like Tony's saying, you know, they have specific moments in the games where they're going to utilize him, whether it's you know every third down or passing down or however, but they. There's going to be a, a thought process that goes into when he gets utilized, I think. They're going to have a plan. He's going to be on a pitch count. If Ford, if Ford makes it through training camp and makes the final 53, that means he's he's somewhat healthy to play. He's going to be on a big pitch count. He's not going to be just like, you know, a rotational. He's going to be on a pitch count. Because I'll be honest with you, when he played in that Super Bowl and that season – he flashed some plays, but then there's plays where he just did not close. See, see, Ray, you're wrong. He's injured. Well, I don't think he's trash. I just think his his body's giving up on him, and it's limit limiting his skill set. He is a speed rusher. See he this, Ray? Go, oh, sorry, Tony, but that that comment, I want to I want to say something about. Go ahead. He's a speed rusher. Go ahead. He's a speed rusher who uses his ability to run around the corner, bend. And when you have a bad back and a bad neck, which your back is tied into your hamstring, so if that flares up, there goes your explosion. He's not the D Ford that we all thought he would be. So that's why I'm saying if he does make it to this point, man, if he gets 15 snaps a game, 20 snaps a game, that's pushing it. But that's a that's a good number, though. That's if, over 25% of the snaps. I'm saying if he could do that. I'm not saying he will. I'm saying if he can do that, if his body allows him to do that. That's the big question. We don't know. Yeah, he could be at the headquarters working out all year. But the problem is, if he's not in pads, bending, leaning, using his upper body and his legs at the same time to push off and bench a tackle and to like you know bend that corner, 
it's different than jogging with he's, shorts on. He's definitely doing that out there. He could do push-ups and sit-ups at home. You don't need to go to the facility for that. He's there so they can monitor him and see if he's if he if it looks I like think he's get, I think what he did at that facility is 100% treatment and strengthening his lower back. That's all he did. That's my opinion. Yeah, because from the videos that we saw, it would confirm that too. I, I just think, don't. I think Ray's uh, Ray A. His comment about you use him until the wheels fall off. I think it, I think it applies. I, I think it applies, man. I think that's what the team's plan was for McKinnon. When he finally got out there, they realized how trash he was. And, yes, there were other running backs that we let go of to keep his bum ass on this roster. I'm talking play-wise. I don't know him personally. I'm talking only play. He's not happy with what we saw from him on the field. And I didn't like the, how slick he was talking when uh, when Jimmy asked him if he was yeah. coming back. You know, so, so no. Uh, yeah, he can kiss my ass. This guy – but – I feel like the team was like, oh, well, we can try to get something out of him. And they gave him opportunities early, too. And he worked his way right on out the, out the, uh, off the roster. Like, he just he didn't do anything. He didn't show anything. We let go of Sa uh, Sam, uh, Salvin Ahmed. Oh, and, and we let go of somebody else for him, too. I don't know if you guys remember Jeremy McNichols. Yep. That was somebody else I had some high hopes for. Like, come on, man. We got to oh, – let me ask you guys this question. What other players on this roster do you think the team should have moved on from already that they didn't? So I'll give you an example. A lot of people say that about D Ford, right? We're talking about Jarek McKinnon. I personally felt that way about our two backup quarterbacks last year. Like, guys, they ain't it. Get somebody else in here, please. Between Nick Mullins and uh, C.J. Beathard, um, what what are some players that you guys think that are on this roster? It's like, all right, man, like, come on. We got, we got to. You really got to be careful with that because I'll be the first to tell you, like, Three years into Jimmy Ward's contract, I was like, you need to go, brother, because you can't stay healthy. But look mm. where he's at now. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he was able to find a way to stay healthy and then be great on the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, you got to be careful when you're talking about who shouldn't be here. Well, don't, don't do it based off of injuries then. Like, what what player is just not living up to the hype that they keep well, that's the thing. You have to throw you have to throw injuries into the equation because if he's injured and not playing, therefore you can't evaluate him as a player and he's not on the field contributing. CJ so. Beathard and Nick Mullins were never injured, and we knew they were trash. Well, like Pettis. Pettis was here too long. He should have been gone. Yeah. He had the opportunity, you know, and we thought, well, at least I thought we brought him in. He should have been the key return guy, but we didn't utilize him that way. He obviously wasn't a receiver the way we wanted to use receivers. He had a couple of good catches and then fell off the radar and got in the doghouse, he should have been gone a year before he was gone. Okay. I like that. That's a good one. Is it? Can you think of anybody else, Tony? Um, or even, even someone that's currently on the roster? I'm going down my list right now. I'm trying to, look okay. at, I'm trying to go through the roster in my head right now. All right. Um, this is my guy, and I'm gonna, but I'm going to ask you guys, why is Kevin White still here? Because they um, need camp bodies. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think it's camp bodies. I think they're trying, like, I think they're trying to find something. They're bringing guys back that fully know the system now after a year being in it and seeing if they could take that next step. It's, you he know, was on the roster. Excuse me? He was on the active roster on game day. What? One I game, think, right? The, no, I think two, the last two games of the year, I think. Hold no, because they couldn't afford to bring him up, I thought, the last game. I'm right. We were wrong. I'm the only, right, we were other, wrong. only other one, and it, 
And this is cutting it short because obviously he didn't get a good training camp, all that kind of stuff. The only other one that I'm disappointed in that we could think about is Warner, Charlie Warner. He's just not living up to what I was hoping that he would be. But then again, he hasn't had a real opportunity yet. So, you know, I don't want to say that he shouldn't be here, but um, he has definitely not. I think we should wait before we jump on anybody in that draft class last year because they didn't have a true offseason. They didn't have a true offseason in the weight room. So I I think we should see – I mean, allegedly Charlie Warner has been working out with Kittle all year. Mm -hmm. He's put – I've seen pictures of it. He put size on. So what is going on? You all right? Y'all didn't see the dragon? No. I wonder what's in your cigar tonight, dude. Yeah, really. (laughs) (laughs) flew towards the screen. Y'all didn't see it. So I, I think we should just wait a minute before we really lash into those guys. Now, if they come out this year flat and they don't show nothing, then by all means, they're not a part of it, and you move okay. on. He played week five against Miami, week six against the Rams, and week nine against Green Bay. You're right. He was not there at the end. Yeah, because they couldn't afford him. That was the big thing. They couldn't afford to bring anybody up because of the ca- – uh, Salary cap situation. But if you're asking me, I would seriously take a look at the one-year deals that the 49ers sign. It's not nothing against them. I think if those players like the, the Tarts, um, the K1 Williams, the guys that they brought back on one-year deals, if they found bigger, more lucrative deals in free agency, I think those are guys that are probably would not have been a part of the plan going into 2021. I'm not saying I personally want them off the roster. I don't, but I'm just really happy that they were able to come to terms on a one-year deal. Is Street still on this roster? Yes. Yeah. He probably won't make the team this year, but he's on the roster. No, the I, don't, no I don't think Street's making this team this year. Not with his defensive line. No yeah, way. that's what I'm saying. I don't think so. But oh. another player that I think was here too long and probably should have left earlier because I think Wilson could have done his job was Coleman. Coleman could have left. But that was another one of those – Kyle guys, Kyle's guys go anywhere, you know. Yep, I am positive this is not. Come on, guys, don't disrespect my man Rocky like that. Rocky says hi, guys. Rocky Patel, my man said JJ Stokes got he took that. Wait, hey, stop hating on JJ, man. I got a lot of touchdowns with him in game day. Mike, why are you so sure Trey Lance isn't ready to play week one? He played in a pro-ready offense and played good enough for Shani, offensive genius, to trade our future for him. I have never said he wasn't ready to play week one. First of all, oh, go ahead, finish. And I prefaced that whole conversation with saying, don't take this as Jimmy's going to be our starter week one. I just want to have this conversation because I think people are short, short uh, changing Jimmy. Right. I never said that Trey wasn't going to be the week one starter. I want to see him in preseason. Because this guy hasn't played with pads on in a year and a half. I want to see him do something before I sit here and crown him. But I'm not – I didn't say either way. What were you going to say, Brian? Sorry. No, I was just going to say a lot of people who get hung up – excuse me. <clears throat> get hung up right now on the fact that uh, the media has released, and obviously they talked about the pressers, that Trey has received the full install. Well, the full install doesn't necessarily mean that you're a master of that offense. So, Talk your shit, Brian. Tell them the difference. I just, I get, I get irritated when I get that argument from people. Well, he got the full install. Well, the full install means that you understand the language, you understand the play formations, and where your receivers are supposed to be. But that doesn't mean you have chemistry with your receivers yet. 
And that doesn't mean that you have math. I'm not saying that Jimmy is a master, but he's definitely been in the system longer than Trey. So he should know how to utilize Kyle's system better than Trey does at this juncture. That's true to a point. I have to go back. I'm going to rebut this and say this. It took it took Jimmy Garoppolo from the day he got his surgery from his ACL all the way to 2019 to learn this offense. If this kid has the ability to pick up the mental aspect of the game, obviously it's not on the field. Obviously he's not working with receivers and ones and, and protections and facing live defenses that we know of. Um, Never I, know what this I, I think that says a lot about the ability and the football IQ of Trey Lance. I, I just do – I do believe, Kyle, when he says he picked up the install because that that's tough, man. I mean – and and you got to look at the – you have to give the credit to the North Dakota State coaching staff for running – I'm not going to say Kyle's offense, but the basic principles of a true West Coast offense. So maybe that was the, the transition that made it easier because, remember, Jimmy's offense was a lot different in New England – and when they traded for him and finally got him after on the field in three weeks to run a New England principal offense, you it, it still took him three weeks to get on the field, and he produced. But the minute they flipped the script and ran Kyle's offense, and then he got hurt with the ACL, he wasn't still that quarterback yet. You still saw some New England principles. So it's kind of like – What's that face for? Oh, I saw that. Dane Rose talking shit about Dana Stubblefield. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that, bro. A lot of guys don't play the same when their partner's right, not right next to them. Sorry, Tony, go ahead, man. Don't. No, don't. no, you, you're good. I thought you saw the dragon again. No. <laughs> Mike's chasing the dragon. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, man. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's going to be interesting. All right. So let me ask you guys this question. I want you guys to be real, real, real honest, and I want you guys to put yourselves – in the position of the GM and the front office members, and you have to do what is best for the 49ers this season. Okay? I'm going to ask you a very specific question. Oh, God. Is Jimmy Garoppolo getting paid too much money to be a backup for a year? From my standpoint, when I look at that, I look at the entire room. So I'm looking at the quarterback room and the amount that we're paying our quarterback room. So I'm going to say no. You know my, Tony. You know my answer. I, I don't know your answer. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe I do, but the viewers don't. Tony was going to yeah. send Jimmy away a year ago. What are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> but the, the, the screwed up thing about it was, if you listen to the fan base all last year, well, if you listen to the fan base while Jimmy was on the field, everybody wanted Jimmy gone. Everybody. It's just not me. Everybody wanted him gone. And you're coming to me with a $27 million figure saying, yeah, sure. He well, he could sit the bench and we'll pay him that. God forbid, you know, Trey's cleat falls off and he's got to go to the sideline. Jimmy comes on the field and someone rolls on his ankle and he snaps his leg. Guess what? You can't move that money because of the injury guarantee. Why do we always go to that, though? If he's coming in as a backup, one, if he gets on the field, Trey Lance isn't who we thought he was. That's number one. So that's why I'm asking. I'm asking this because there's a very strong possibility. 
there's a strong possibility that the team might say, hey, we gave up a lot. We've got a good team regardless of the quarterback position. Let's throw Trey out there and see what happens. There's a chance that that happens, right? There's a chance that Kyle designs a dink and dunk system for his rookie quarterback to get comfortable. And what what happens with Jimmy? Don't you guys think it's a little more detrimental to the team to lose Jimmy instead of move Jimmy? Well, you know my my stance. You know I. <clears throat> but I want you. you I, don't, I, don't, I, don't want Brian, I don't want Brian from nothing but Niners opinion. I want you doing what's best for the team. Right, and I think what's best this for year. the team is for Jimmy to start this season. That's what I think is best for this team as a whole. No, no, no. But that's not the question. You can't change the question. So we that, go. That's what's wait. best for this team. Mike, no, 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 Jimmy no, 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 no. That's what that's you asked. That's not the question. Look, we go through preseason. Trey Lance is incredible. He is lighting it up against the starters. He goes out there. He he plays. What do we? Who did I have that conversation with? How many? How many quarters does he play out of the twelve? Me. Oh, I didn't ask that on the show. Uh-uh. Oh, we're gonna get to that next. So Trey Lance lights it up uh, in preseason. He Kyle's one hundred percent confident in him. Okay, they name him the starter. This isn't up to us. He's already named the starter. Okay, disagree with it, love it, hate it, whatever. Is Jimmy too expensive to keep on that contract as a backup for one year? I mean, obviously the team could use the money for other things, even if it's just to roll it into next offseason. Obviously that would be more beneficial, right, for the team, for going forward. For this season, however, unless we hear otherwise about Rosen or Sudfeld, you need to keep Jimmy on this roster. Tony, did anything I say change your mind? No. You are a stubborn-ass New Jersey dude. I'm just – listen to me. You got to understand something. And you agreed with me earlier. The injury. The injury part of his deal. Yes. If Jimmy gets hurt, if he he says his nose hurts, that money is guaranteed. Look at his history. Like, why would you even want to get? I understand that, but you got to look at the totality of this. You can't just look at the quarterback room. You got to look at the big picture. Six year extension for Kyle, five year extension for John Lynch. Morgan's two first rounders. They beefed up their offensive line. They brought in two running backs. They added, well, hopefully, Jalen Hurd comes back as a wide receiver. Jawan Jennings, bigger targets. You got Jennings. You got Richie James coming back. You have pieces. You have a defensive line with depth. The way I see this, and I'm going to go on a rant now, the way I see this is they constructed this team for a rookie quarterback. You put a bully in the middle next to Alex Mack, who was probably the best high IQ center in the zone blocking scheme in the NFL. You put a bully next to him to help Mack. You put a, and, and Banks could help out McGlinchey. So it's if you look at the totality of the picture, you have a Fred Warner contract coming up. You have a Debo. You're going to have an Ayuk in two years. You're going to have a Bosa in two years. You have big numbers coming up. And right now, we have a ton of free agents next year. We only have, what, Bri, 22? What's that? Million. Oh, for next offseason? Yeah. Uh, twenty. Yeah, 23, I think. Um, right. That's, with Jimmy, that's, now, with, that's huh? with Jimmy on the books. It exactly. will so now, just, just hear me out with this, okay? It's not that I don't want Jimmy on this team. If you look at the totality and the plan of this team, remember, this is a business. It's not a friendship. 
if you take that $25 million now, you roll it to next year, that's $50 million just from Jimmy going elsewhere. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. So we have 20, whatever, $23 million. Yes. It's almost 50 if Jimmy is not on the roster next season. If we leave, have him leave now, it's almost 70, yeah, over 70 million. Exactly. Now, this is the thing. Now, you invested what you invested. Your your front office and your head coach is safe. You bring in a kid who sat out all last year. And in my opinion, I don't want him to sit another year. And if there's anybody that I would trust with a rookie quarterback to create an offense to get him into this league and then eventually let the reins go, it's Kyle Shanahan. He did it with Nick Mullins. He created three offenses last year with three different quarterbacks. And I know you're worried about, God forbid, if Trey Lance falters, God forbid if an injury happens to Trey Lance. I understand the question marks between Rosen and Sudfeld, but – Well, there's more to it than that, but yeah. This, this is my biggest thing. They made this move to, to not have Jimmy here. He's not the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers in the future. Correct. Okay. Now, God forbid, let, let's just hear this out. You want to stick with your theory. You want to keep Jimmy at 27 as the backup. Trey Lance tears it up. What happens if he has a bad game? What happens if he has two bad games? Not, I'm, I'm not saying dismal games, but what happens if like he comes out hot and then he starts his, you know, coming back down to life, right? They don't have film on this kid. Now what are you going to do? Oh, put Jimmy in. Now you're messing with the head of this kid. And but now they they have have room going, we want Jimmy, we want Trey. We want – this, this fan base has been bad. like that. As soon as, as soon as Jimmy was not up to their standards, like put in Mullins. Mullins is a yeah, god. Oh my god, this guy's amazing. Yeah. Let's put in CJ Beathard. This guy's amazing. He's better than Mullins. Everybody right. is better than Jimmy, according to our fan base. But we all know that if Trey gets in there, they're not looking back. The only way mm -hmm. another quarterback gets on that field is if there's an injury. Yeah. I'm not no, I'm not saying from the team's aspect, you're gonna get pressure from the media. It wasn't too oh, early for Trey. You, listen, these, these are things, Mike. These are things that are put out in the media that players hear. I mean, Jesus Christ, they watch our things. God, you, you say something wrong, they're tweeting something. They're responding to something. Shit gets out. People hear things. So it, it's like you, you, have to, you have to look at it as the whole big picture. It's just not one thing in the two quarterbacks. You have a locker room. It, it, it's just big. It's bigger than what people think it is. But the other side of that that doesn't get, and this is why I wanted to talk about it on Tuesday, is we can sit here and say that we want Jimmy. I mean, you could release him. Sure. You could straight up release him. Okay. But there are not very many teams in the league right now that need Jimmy Garoppolo. So the chances of us actually being able to trade him before the season starts is mm -hmm. almost nil. Mm -hmm. Unless something bad happens in training camp. So there's right. not really a market for Jimmy. So mm -hmm. your best bet, if you want to get something from Jimmy, is to have him hopefully ball out this year so that we can sell high on Jimmy at some point, either midseason or at the end of the season. Because even if we release him at the end of the season, because he doesn't finish his contract, we get no compensation. Like, we don't get any comp picks for him because he didn't finish his contract. You're going to so think I'm crazy what I'm saying this, but my compensation is freeing up that money. And being able to retain the roster, the young I just, nucleus. I don't know that Lynch looks at it that way. That's he's going to want some of that picks back that he spent. Well, if it, if if we get rid of him now, you're not getting picks back because there's no trade market for him. Right. 
like I said, we now, we, knew, we got it down to do four teams, that, and realistically, only one of them is real really an option. I do think that Lynch is going to want to keep the picks that he drafted that have earned Pro Bowl status and stuff like that. So they they know where that money is coming from, and they also know the picks that they gave up to get Trey means Jimmy isn't part of the plan. So those picks also work against Jimmy staying. And, the, and the, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at all the picks that they've invested to move on from him and what they're going to have to do to keep this team together, Jimmy ain't worth it. I mean, it was a second round pick. That's it. So they, I don't, I think that if you, if you got a second, if every second round pick helped get you to a Super Bowl, I think your team is happy. Jimmy helped us get to a Super Bowl. Now he didn't win it, but we got there. So I think they're happy with what they got from him. I'm just worried about the backup quarterback situation. And maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe it's not something that I should be worried about. You know what I mean? I said all the time, and I'll say it again, we have the best quarterback room in the NFL right now because of potential and because of the experience in this system. That's, that's what I think. Now let's move on. Cause I have a question here. Uh, I, apparently I asked it to Tony, not you on the show. So this will be a fun one. Maybe not fun. Jimmy right now is listed as a starter. We know that because Kyle has gone on record on that interview uh, with Sean McVay and Peter Schrager and flat out said that Trey's only taking uh, reps with the third team, sometimes second team, never with the first. Okay. What I'm going to ask is there are three preseason games this year. Okay. Four quarters each game. Three times four is 12. How many quarters of football during the preseason does Trey Lance play? Can I give you like a window? Because I think four to six. Four to six. Okay. All right. So only one full game worth for a quarterback who hasn't played football in a year. Right. I think that – well, okay, so there's three games. So to me, game three is going to be almost all Jimmy. You're going to get – at least the first half is going to be nothing but Jimmy. But I think in games one and two, you're going to see splits between um, Trey and then you're going to get Rosen out there and Sudfeld too. So you're looking at two from Trey, one for Rosen, and one for Sudfeld. Probably. Not necessarily. I'm just speculating. Right. So I think he gets two, get two quarters in the first game, two quarters in the second game, and then he gets one or two quarters – in the third game, because I think Jimmy comes out and he, he does the first half. It's dress rehearsal. That's what we the last preseason game is usually. Well, no, no, no. The, well, it used to be the thir third, yeah. third game. The but. very last preseason game when it was four, you never saw the starters at all. Right. That was, was the, that's the bubble hunt. That was everybody who was on the bubble right. to figure out. Those were the last five roster spots. And I don't think that right. they're going to – I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't anticipate them doing that this year. I have a feel. I get more of the feeling that that week three is going to be the – the dress rehearsal still they just won't have the week four interesting but they okay. could change it up it could be you know week one trey gets two they do their dress rehearsal week three then you get trey with a game and then you see him play in week four, uh, three with two more quarters so i think between four and six seems reasonable to me all right what do, what do you think there tony what number did you settle i don't even know if you actually ever gave me an answer I don't even remember either. I think, yeah, I definitely gave you an answer. I think quarters, I think I said eight, I think, maybe. I think it's going to be, an, I don't know how, I don't know how to read it. I really don't because they know what Jimmy has. So are you going to see 
an abundance of Trey, and then in the second half between the uh, Rosen and, and Sudfeld, or are you going to see Jimmy, Trey, then Rosen, Sudfeld? I, I just want to – it's going to be interesting to see that rotation because I honestly think the rotation will tell you a lot about – well, it could tell you a lot about what they think. If you're seeing these two battle it out in the second half, like every game, and then some get reps in the second quarter – of the third, I think the third game, whoever starts, the third game, the starting quarterback coming out is going to tell you a lot. Are you assuming oh. the third game is dress rehearsal? No, I think the second game is going to be the dress rehearsal. Okay. I think, I think you guys are forgetting something here. Kyle Shanahan has never used four quarterbacks in preseason. We had Brock Rudder here, and I couldn't wait to see him. He never touched the field. Yeah, but this is this is a different situation. Yeah, scenario. Yeah. It's not. How is Brock Rudder different from Nate Sudfeld? Because your starter was entrenched and it was Jimmy Garoppolo, and then you had Mullins and C.J. Beathard fighting for the backup spot, and they were going to try to put Rudder on the practice squad. This is a situation where if he outshines Jimmy, now you need to bring those two up and get those reps to evaluate them. So who's going to be the backup? They know what they have in Jimmy. Now the question becomes, the focus becomes Sudfeld and Rosen. I don't think we see Jimmy much this preseason at all. I'll be completely honest with you guys. I think it's more detrimental to the Niners to put Jimmy out there now. You got to get Trey ready because of how long it's been since he played. And you got to figure out who's going to be behind him or Jimmy. Game three, if Sudfeld or Rosen comes out as a starter, I think – Trey might be this, the week one starter. All right, real I quick. Really do. Uh, LeBron Gems, 499 contribution. Love the show. Thank you. And then <laughs> Don, is crazy. Don Burr, Burr, excuse me, $2. Detroit, 29 or 28. Niners, 18, week one. This man's outside of his mind, but thanks for the $2. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, I was just sent a video of Richard Sherman. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. I haven't seen. I'm gonna hit play on it real quick. Oh, this is him trying to break the door down. Why? Oh man, I'm not gonna play this now. Oh, oh. He's not on the 49ers roster anymore, Mike. Oh, folks. So we we still gotta discuss this though. Do we? He's he's not here, and I don't know if he was, I don't know if he was gonna be part of the team's uh, plans or not. But this is this is more about players. Okay, so if you guys don't want to say anything, that's cool. I understand. Uh, But what I don't want to do is speculate on what happened and why and all that. What we do know is that his wife confirmed in the 911 call he drank two bottles of alcohol, not wine, a bottle of Hennessy and a bottle of vodka. Okay, that's a lot of alcohol to consume at one time. Uh, We know that he was in the house. He was trying not to get him to leave, trying to get him to stay. He then left crashed the car, goes back to the house. And then that's when he was uh, arrested and detained. Right. But what's troubling to me is that... And at some point, he got pepper sprayed by his father-in-law, because that came out today, too. And then they, they had to get the dogs on him because he was resisting. Well, and well, That was yeah. for the police. I'm saying the father-in-law pepper sprayed. And we heard that he fought with the uncle. So we knew that there was something going on inside the house, right? But that, that I'm not... Even that isn't what I want to talk about. 
I want to talk about something that his, his wife said on the phone where he was texting friends that he was going to hang himself that night. Right. And we hear stuff like that. And immediately people start speculating CTE. It's right. the first thing that comes out of their minds. Do either of you remember Richard Sherman having a concussion or two? Off the top of my head, no. No, no, yeah, no. So, listen, I, I'm not talking about what's going to be the outcome of the trial. I'm not going to talk about, uh, you know, what what's happening and all that stuff. But I do know that we as viewers have to stop putting things on players. We like we're sitting here saying he's crazy, he lost his mind. As far as I know, the only thing that was wrong with him was he was drunk. He got drunk. That was it. That's it. That is it. And I'm hearing so many people say all these other things. Now, Tony and I were talking earlier today and we were speculating about depression setting in. Because when I hear the, the, the about the text of hanging yourself, I think depression is a real thing. Richard Sherman has been a highly sought after corner. This is the, the driest offseason he's ever had. His better days are behind him. Even when people compliment him, it's, well, we know that he's lost a step, but he's really intelligent, so we can probably still be of use to somebody. Well, once the phone stops ringing, the calls aren't coming in, you start second-guessing what's going to happen. Richard Sherman's been playing football since when? Pop Warner? Yeah. You know, he started on offense in college, switched over to defense, and has been a star after getting drafted in the fifth round since then. And all multiple multiple times all pro. He's used to his phone ringing constantly. Hey, you want to come over here? Do you want to come over here? It's not happening now. And so my entire point with all of this is that we can't sit here and say CTE. Let's not diagnose somebody that we've only heard a three minute phone call about. Let's not let's not do that, especially with no evidence of that happening. Okay, uh, and let's hope that he gets the professional help that he needs. That's what I wanted to say on it. And the what I thought was important was about how people of we we sit here and we put things on players without hearing or knowing anything about them. And this has been bothering me for a long time because people were talking about I've argued with you guys on the show when people say a Keller Witherspoon is mentally weak. And I'm gonna switch it to a, a former damn, he's a former 49er player too. But I defended that. How can you guys say he's mentally weak? What what makes you think that? You know what I'm saying? We don't know. We don't know that. And from what I know, it's the exact opposite. You know, so it's it's people. We can speculate on play. We can speculate on, you know, decline or whatever, whatever. A player getting rattled and all that stuff. But mental aptitude, CTE, stuff like that. Those aren't things that we are. We're fit to diagnose and put on. Somebody. That's my opinion. on. It. Absolutely. If you guys have something you want to touch on on this. Please feel free to do so. No, I kind of gave my thoughts before. You know, I didn't, he's no longer on the team. I understand your thought process, wanting to talk about players and and you know, and whatnot. But um, you know, I wish him the best in whatever happens for him, and uh, hope that you know things work out between him and Ashley, whatever's going on. And you know, I hopefully he, uh, you know, just from my perspective, you know. I had said many a times that I felt like he should he should make the position switch. I think he'll be beneficial if he switches over to safety, and I think that would be beneficial for him in his NFL career. But 
You know, that he needs to focus on his his own personal his mentals, if you will, right now. Ray just stole my thunder. I swear to God, I was just gonna say that. This is yeah, that's why I shut up. I, I didn't know if you guys were gonna bring this up or not. Go ahead, Tony. You, you, you have to give the four the 49ers um uh, a shout out here. Uh, the, he's not even under contract with Niners, like Brian said. Absolutely. And they still reached out to him. That's a former player as your GM reaching out to a player in need. And wait, you know, wait, wait. I just want to correct you really quick because he just got out today. He reached out to his wife. Well, that's what I he reached out. The, the statement was he reached out to the fam, the Sherman family. Right. right? So. Right. You know, shout out to John Lynch. You know, he was a player. He's been in through the, the, the tough times, you know, the goods, the bads, the ups, downs, whatever. Um, it, it just shows you how this team did a 360 since this regime has come in. Um, Tom Sula days with Balky and all these people, they I don't think they would do that uh, clearly. Hey, I don't think Trent's calling anybody. This, this, it's a very positive thing, and the culture is clearly back. In yes. Santa Clara right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. And I, honestly, it would not shock me if John Lynch flew up there to right to meet with him. It, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me one bit. He's a right. former player. Like you this situation transcends football. This is about a human yes. being not being able to yeah, it's not deal about with things or dealing with things in a manner that we're obviously and negotiating contracts. Is he making right. no? This is a this is a player with a former player who's in need of help. And I really would not be surprised if it's released within the next week that Lynch was up there with him. Or shit, if Lynch even picked him up from being released. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm not saying it's gonna, but I would not be shocked. No, but that and that, and that's what that's why I felt it was important to talk on this. It's a little bit bigger than the football aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than a former 49er player, or whatever, whatever. John Lynch and Kyle say something all the time, and this is more proof that it's not just tongue in cheek. That this is this locker room is like family. Mm -hmm. You know, it hurts their feelings when they have to cut and release people. These are rookies and undrafted free agents they were talking about that with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, the work they tell you all the time that's the worst part of it all. So I thought that was I thought that was an A plus notion from John Lynch. And, and just one thing just to tie while we're talking about the, the front office and the organization. You asked about Jarek McKinnon. Why did we keep him around? You're asking about D Ford. Why are we keeping him around? Why is he not here? Why is he whatever? This team does the right thing for their players. They they back their players. Now, I don't know. I have a definitive answer about this, but do you think Jerry Jones is going to pay a backup quarterback $27 million? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That man is business and money. He would not do it. I think he did it. No, twenty-seven million. No, well, well, no, 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 no. But didn't he listen to me? After, after Dak Prescott got the start due to Tony Romo's injury, didn't he keep Romo one more year, and then Dak still was a starter? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know the. It's Cowboys. I don't care. I don't think. So. <laughs> what I'm just trying to say is this organization is, is ran different. It's yeah. about doing the right thing and backing their players, and this is picture perfect, clear. How it's happening? He's not even on under contract. He's not. He, the Niners don't have to do anything. The Niners don't have to call. You're the, 100 right. right. And Callie said it's a first class organization. You're right. The 49ers are again. They went from the laughing stock back to a first class organization. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I love this team. 
I love what they represent. It's got that old feel back to it. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> what'd you do? Hey. Is this is this is this like an offended Hawaiian? Like, what is this? What is what is happening here? I don't know. I'm just clicking on the comments, man. Chewy, how do you say that? Chewy, Chewy, Chewy Mawa, Mau, Moa. Man, I don't know. All right. Oh, fuck. But whatever. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, were there any other topics that you guys wanted to discuss? I know we have to do a midnight show in a couple of hours here. Uh, was there anything else that you guys wanted to discuss before we get out of here? Mm. How many snaps does wide receiver three take this year? And I'm going to look up how many they took last year. Oh, shit. That's impossible for me to take. I can't look that up. I was going to look up just snaps, but I wonder, is there a site that breaks down formations? There is a. Are you talking about three wide or rotating yes. the third receiver in? No, no, no. Three wide. Three wide in particular. 49ers 2020. I think Pro Football Reference does it, right? I think it's in their advance. Uh, they give you like the splits. Well, you, you got to be careful, Mike, because they can go five wide and not have a third receiver on the field. I know. I know, but I want to know about the third wide receiver. I specifically want to know about that. I want to. I want to know how important you guys think this position really is. I think it depends on who wide receiver three is. I also think it depends on who's the quarterback. Well, that's true. Look at you guys. Look at you guys. All right. So this is. Uh, where can I find formations? Offensive splits. Let's see. Here we go. Offensive splits by. Down by quarter by location game situation splits by snap type and huddle. All right, let's look that up. Oh no, damn, that's <laughs> no huddle, huddle, shotgun, and under center. <laughs> All right, blitz normal. No, uh, splits by game situation. Wow, they got splits, splits by score differential, splits by field position. Oh, Jamie Lee. Oh, wait, go back. Where's the Jamie Lee thing? Splits by down and yards to go. While you're looking that up, I just want to touch on this real quick. It wasn't that he – all right, here's the deal. When they brought Tom Sewell in, they begged Kyle Shanahan to become the offensive coordinator. He turned it down flat out. He did not want nothing to do with it. When the Niners reached out to interview him for the head coaching job while he was at Atlanta prepping for the Super Bowl, he was going to cancel it due to the fact of interviewing at other spots – I think he interviewed for three other positions. I think Denver, uh, I think the Rams, I think the Niners, and there was another team that he interviewed with. And he was kind of like, you know, this is too much. I'm getting overwhelmed, blah, 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 whatever. But he did it. And I know also know that the factor of not having the quarterback situation solidified as well. Um, but once he met with Jed York, they laid it all out on the table, and that was it. Jed York flat out agreed. We don't have a quarterback. We want you to find our quarterback. And when you have that, once you break that ice and you become comfortable, it makes your job so much easier. So, you know, I just wanted to rectify that. That, you know, it, it wasn't that he just did not want to interview it. There's a couple things in there why he was hesitant. Right. It was the situation. Who the Niners. The right. guy's been around the Niners his whole life. Well, not his whole life. In 94 when his dad was there and he was with a abundance of stars on that team and you know you hear stories about it 
who led the 49ers with broken tackles last year? That's tough. Ayuk? That's tough because you don't know that they weren't healthy. I know. That's why you guys are probably never going to guess this. It was Jeff Wilson Jr. I was just going to say that. No way. I was (laughs) going to say Jeff Wilson. And he he only played in 12 games. He only played in 12 games. He had nine broken tackles last year. That's interesting. All right. I can't find the splits by formation, so I can't look up what I wanted to look up. I'm sorry, guys. All right. Never mind. I wanted to talk about this third wide receiver position because this is something that uh, a lot of people have been banging the doors down about. But it's all right. We'll get back to this a little bit later. Well, I mean, I think from my perspective, I think that Hurd, Hurd takes that position. Uh, as long as he can be healthy, right? But uh, I, don't, I don't know how many snaps he gets. Now everybody knew it was Jeff Wilson. Look at that. You guys are so No, I swear on my daughter. I was going to say Jeff Wilson. I swear <laughs> on my daughter I was going to say. But my sleeper for the third is going to be Jennings. You've loved Jennings since we got there. You called me so excited about this kid, man. I'm telling you, he's a beast, bro. I think you told me about him before we got him, too. Yeah. I I like what you you say about him. Um, You know, obviously, I hope that we get to see that, but it's going to be hard to be one of those six wide receivers, man. When you look at that, how that roster. I don't think think they're going to keep what's his name. What's Um, his name? The guy who Benjamin. I don't think Benjamin's gonna. Oh make no, it. I don't think so either. I don't think Benjamin's gonna make it. I think it's gonna come down between Sanu and Jennings for the bit for the slot. I mean, I, I don't know what would hurt. They're saying he's ahead of schedule, but he was ahead of schedule with his back. You know, I'm just tired of the injuries. That's all. Right. But it's a part of the game, man. That's why depth is important. People can sit here and say, "Oh, we don't need this guy. We don't need that guy." Those will be the same guys that save or make or break your, your season. And I, I would rather have a good roster all the way around. Hey, is having a good backup quarterback a bad thing? No, never. So why don't teams try to get two people who are worth worthy of starting? Is it because of the banging on the table for as soon as this guy goes? Well, no, because like we were talking about it earlier, like, oh, as soon as someone has a bad play, they're going to be banging on the tear, ch- table talking about, we want this guy, we want this guy. Is that why teams try to get someone who is significantly worse as the backup? I don't think so. I think it has to comes down to money. I mean, when you're when you have a, you know, players that can play at that at, at a starter level, they're obviously going to demand a higher salary. And so I think that if you have someone who's a starter in the NFL, obviously we we have a situation you're looking at where the rookie takes over, then you don't have to worry about that salary. So a lot of teams are going to try to you know, still bring in a backup who is only going to make $7 million a year or something or less as their backup quarterback. Whereas unfortunately right now, even if Trey win, wins the job, you know, right now you're looking at having to pay a $27 million quarterback this season. If, if we keep it, we keep Jimmy on the roster, but I think most teams, you know, they have their Dak Prescott, they've got their Russell Wilson. Those guys contracts are huge. So you have to have, you know, your backup quarterback making minimal. Right. The Sheffield make it. Uh, really quick. Uh, yes, they are saying you know, yes. he's a lock to make this roster. No, yes. he will not make this roster. Now what? Just because you said he's a lock, 
And I want to be clear. He was one of the first targets they went out and grabbed. I'm going to tell you why. They lost Travarius Moore, who was their top gunner. This guy's making the roster. You guys are forgetting about Kevin White. Kevin White's not making this roster. Do you think Ward, Tart, and Jefferson will play together on certain packages? I do. If if Jefferson makes this roster, I do. He's not. Okay. All right. Okay. You're going to have all three of those guys in the field at one time? You gotta realize some. Who All three of those team? guys are gonna make oh, this roster? I'm out. Who's the who is the senior defensive assistant? <laughs> who is the senior defensive assistant on this team this year? Oh, someone just got promoted today. No, they hired him. Betcher. James Betcher. Okay. He had his best season under Betcher in Arizona. And guess what role he played? Linebacker. Nickel. He was he was a blitzer. He was a safety in the box as a blitzer. So is he rolling as a will or just a blitzer in general? I, I don't know what how they would do it. They used him when they would come. I think Arizona used two linebackers, three down linemen, and then like the four secondary. And he would he would go in. So he would blitz inside, outside. He was just like like the joker, if you will, that role, right? Or the star, if you want to say. But man, leave that shit up there. Go <laughs> ahead, keep talking, bro. Good. No, you're good. I'm done. Um, I think, can you guys think of a team other than the Packers that had a first round quarterback for their backup for more than three years? I know the Packers did it with Aaron Rodgers for what, four or five years, right? I think they had picked up his fifth year option before he ever, before he ever touched the field. Uh, no, I thought he played his fourth year, right? I thought he was behind Brett for four. I could be wrong. I know the number four is significant. It was, it was either he was behind Brett for four or he didn't start until four. I know the number four is significant, though. I think he started his fourth year fourth because year. Brett went to the Vikings. Jets or Minnesota and then the Jets. Right, Vikings and then the Jets. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think? Do you, do you Can you think of another team that has had a, a first-round quarterback for a backup for multiple years. And I, I would say that the, the Browns don't count. Technically, there's two of them. With Jamison, he he fell under – he has a first-round pick, fell underneath Breeze for, for his season, right? No, 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 that's not what I mean. I mean – You're talking about rookies. The team that drafted them. Okay. Because Mariota's there too, but – Because uh, the Packers are doing it again with Kevin Love. He's been – what, this is two two or three Jordan, years now? Jordan Love. Jordan, God damn it. Yes. Jordan Love, my bad. He's been there for two two years now, and he'll be a backup. Well, he might be a starter this year. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Is it a first-round pick that uh, – Cousins, Cousins was first-round pick. Yeah, but he wasn't a – He I, wasn't a first-round pick. He was a first-round pick. He was like a fourth-round pick, right? Third third or fourth. Third. Yeah, he wasn't a first-round <sighs> Beat. A ride to Denver, do it. My man, get that shit right back up there again. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll wrap this thing up here. We're approaching 1030. Give me an hour and a half before the midnight show that's starting at 2 a.m. Uh, and we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and get up out of here. Um, uh, let's do some final thoughts for the for the for the first time in a long time. I don't know the last time we actually did a real final thoughts here we tried it the other night with breezy here and we were like man let's just go to bed so he was, he was ready to be done 
let's see uh let's see what you guys got man look at um tony you want to go first uh final thoughts um shit i don't even know just i guess prayers to the sherman family um hope everything goes okay um and that's it just preseason's getting close i think it's actually what almost a month away for the first game and training, uh, camp. training camp is less than two weeks mm-hmm. so we'll see right we're gonna get interesting and just hope for uh positive things on the injury front absolutely Brian um love me or hate me I'm here <laughs> and uh, I love yeah. you man be, I don't uh, care what they say about you be golden to each other you know and uh yeah. you know like like we were talking about earlier there's several sides of the story so make sure that you know you don't just believe what what you read on the social media you know make sure you go out there and, and do a little research and find out what's really going on or just be patient and let things play out you know or yeah don't get involved um, my my final thoughts are going to be this um rich eisen posted something yesterday or the day before he's recently lost his father uh and it was him closing out a show uh giving his i'm not going to say final thoughts on his dad obviously you don't have final thoughts of a loved one right but uh, on the show, and he was emotional and all. I encourage you all to go out there and watch that clip. I think it's like four minutes long. Them talking about what his father meant to him, and you know, just it's it's a very very touching clip. I encourage you all to go out there and watch that, and then I dare you all to be good people. Like Brian said, be golden to each other. Did we miss Shark's birthday? No, we. I'm pretty sure we didn't we do that uh, last night or the night before in the show. I don't remember. Where? Uh, no, wait, wait, wait. I have I have that picture in here because I know we didn't do it tonight. <laughs> oh, the picture's not here anymore. Did I delete it? I had it. I definitely had the picture. But uh, was that yesterday? Or the day before? It was the day before. Yeah, no, we no, we did it because we we were a day, a day or two late for uh, someone else's birthday. And then I made sure that we weren't late for the shark. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we did it. Pretty sure we did it because someone said it's also Shark Week. Remember, we oh, had the conversation right. about Shark. Right. Week. You're right. Okay. So, all right. So that's it, guys. Those are our final thoughts. We're gonna get up out of here. Let's see if I can point our way home. That means you got to be looking at the screen and off mute. So let's see if this works. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna surprise you guys. You don't know which way I'm gonna point. We don't know. Okay. Ready? Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. Peace. Mahalo.